Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win! Don't you open your mouth about the best. Oh, yeah, I'm going to send it for you real quick. L-O-B. Listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game. Not a game. Not a game. We're talking about practice. Lewis gets it to LeBron for three for the win. Yes! LeBron James at the buzzer! mindset when you stepped in the batter's box? Go yard. I mean, I'm a pitcher. Why not swing as hard as I can? I got nothing to lose. It's nothing to man above. Don't put you in situations that you can't handle. Instead of saying, why me? They're saying, this is what he want me to do. And, uh, Cleveland! This is for you! The way we approach the game is the same way we approach life. You do the right thing. You make the right play. You make the right play. And in life, it's the same thing. What do you feel in your heart is the right thing to do? And you do that. You know, it seems so simple, but sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to do. And um, uh, I think it's just that. Welcome to what? The game. Me. To me. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the What the Game Means to Me podcast. I'm your boy, your host, Johnny Brown. Appreciate you guys for tuning in for another episode. You know, I've been gone for a minute, about two and a half weeks since I've put out an episode. Um, had to just take some time myself, figure out what I want to do with the podcast, figure out, you know, if I want to continue with the podcast, you know, a specific direction I want to go. Um, you know, everything, just, you know, just thinking about different things I can, you know, bring to the table. You know different content i can create you know just just a whole bunch of different things you know you know how it goes just thinking um honestly so like i said sorry for the layoff i also been getting back into coaching uh, where i coach at actually opened back up and we're gonna actually continue with aau season so i've been busy with that with the kids um having practice about three days a week so um but no excuses like i said about to get back on my grind talk to some people, figured out what I want to do with the podcast, the direction I want to go. You know, first I just had it in mind, kind of like almost like an interview-based, you know, podcast. But, you know, that can get kind of boring, you know, just questions, questions, you know, talking about somebody's life and all that. Um, so not not what I want to do. Um, I want to definitely figure out different avenues, different lanes, and be different, find, you know, different ways to put myself out there and, you know, differentiate myself. So, like I said, talk to some people, figure out what I want to do. Still gonna bring you on some really cool people to the podcast. Um, I already got you know three, four people lined up. Some people I used to play little league with and everything that's played on you know college level and beyond. So I'm um, definitely excited to bring them on in uh, upcoming weeks. Um, also have an NFL banter series that I got planned for you guys. Um, scavenged the internet, scavenged Facebook groups and everything for the craziest 32 fans. Um, you know, paired them up in their perspective divisions, and I'm just gonna let them go at it. So I'm really, really excited about that. The guys are already going back and forth. Um, so I'll definitely be bringing that in about two weeks. Look out for the schedule on that. I'll drop that um, soon as well. And then um, also, like I said, it's kind of planning um, what I want to do for the podcast. So to be more consistent, not have no two week layoffs. I'm um, setting a schedule for myself, holding myself accountable. Every Monday and Thursday, I will be dropping a new episode. Um, guess not starting this week next week because by the time y'all hear this is probably gonna be wednesday or thursday friday um and so forth so 
Mondays, I'm making it a sports weekend review or just weekend review in general. Um, you know, talking about sports, of course, all the biggest sports news, but you know, also pop culture um, news and events and just everything going on in our world. Uh, just the biggest news stories for the week. I'm gonna touch on, drop an episode about that uh, every Monday. So be on the lookout for that. And then Thursday, whatever I have cooked up for the week, I will be dropping as well. Like I said, whether it's an interview, like I said, I'll still be bringing on some really cool people, sports industry, professionals, coaches, players I've played with, um, played on the next level. Just just a whole uh, array of people um, from different backgrounds, different walks of life and everything, just sharing their experiences. So, And like I said, also different series and content that I got you know, cooked up and you know, planned and stuff that I want to drop as well. So like I said, Monday will be a you know, review, sports and review week. And then Thursday, whatever I have cooked up for the week, I'll be dropping. So be on the lookout for those. Follow, subscribe. Um, however you get your podcast you won't have to wait no more no two-week layoffs i said every monday and thursday be on the lookout so yeah i guess that's kind of what i got planned for today's episode um kind of like i said sports we can review a little bit behind not monday probably like i said you'll hear it on wednesday without further ado gonna kick things off talking about the nba Kyrie situation at hand and people saying it might not be time for basketball to come back First things first, I want to say I think it's, you know, horrible the way they're trying to alienate and villainize Kyrie in this situation, you know, trying to make him out to be the reason that basketball isn't going to return or might be delayed in returning when it's essentially really not even his fault. He's doing his job as the vice president of the Players Association when you break it down and think about it. For one, you know, headlines, you know, just get confusing and mixed up, especially if you don't read deeper into things. First off is... He doesn't not, you know, want basketball, you know, to come back. He's just letting everybody know, especially the players, that they have options on the table and wants to make sure that we're still keeping, you know, the social injustice and just social reforms of everything that's going on in our country in the forefront of everything. Just keep it focused on that and not have sports be a distraction take away. He isn't even the only player that's a little hesitant about coming back. You know, we have Avery Bradley, Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Steven Jackson's even advocated. I know he's not a player now, but advocated um, with Kyrie and pretty much saying like basketball could be a distraction at this time. You know, and there's others that believe that it can be a platform to help in certain ways. Like I remember I was reading Austin Rivers comments and he was, you know, made a good few good points. One being that there's a lot of players out there that don't make that same money as like a Kyrie or LeBron or whatever. And that they need this money and they could be using this money to put back into these different protests and movements and funds that's hoping to make change. And then also we're saying that with the NBA coming back, it's a, you know, gives something for younger kids to watch and maybe not be out in the streets protesting and, you know, getting injured or hurt or killed like we've been seeing these past, you know, this past month or whatever. So I think those are some pretty good points. He said some other, you know, other things as well. But all in all, I just think, like I said, as the player associations vice president, I think Kyrie's doing his job. He's letting everybody know they have options. He wants to make sure the NBA and the players are able to, you know, come together and find a way to continue to push for uh, the social reform and to keep everything in light and make sure that we have in mind that, you know, it's a bigger fight than just, you know, twos and threes and being out on the court playing basketball and stuff. Then also people are forgetting we're still in a global pandemic. The numbers are not going down. Numbers are rising, especially with these protests. A lot of states opening up. A lot of people aren't really taking the social distancing thing seriously. So that's another thing. People just don't want to come back, especially players don't want to come back even in a bubble and play, you know, for the entertainment of others and they're putting their selves at risk and their health at risk. 
because like we've been seeing florida honestly is a hot spot their numbers are probably increased the most out of any state so and that's where you know a bunch of sports are set to come and make the return so you know that's another thing i'm you know siding with Kyrie media's place that they're trying to find stories and just put out or push out their narrative so i mean it's it's crazy the way they're doing them. They also try to say that he gets text, I don't know, Brooklyn players or just, you know, other players in the NBA as a whole and said that they should start their own league. I mean, not a bad idea, a little bit of a crazy idea, not a bad idea though, but um, I think that was another false report put out, you know, just trying to push their narrative and alienate him. So I don't know, just, you know, sucks as a whole, but I believe he's doing his job as a player association vice president and he needs to continue to do it because um, I don't, I don't want it to be, I know like a lot of other people don't want this to be something that goes on for like a month or two. And then all these lives has been lost, all this, you know, these little small changes and victories that we've had so far happen, just fall by the wayside and everything's forgotten and life goes on. So staying on the topic of the NBA, we'll hop into what the players are expected to have in their return. Um, their, I guess, vacation bubble activities that, you know, leaked and got approved. So I'm going to read some out to y'all movie screenings and DJs for lawn parties, VIP concierge access and lounges to play video games, barbers, manicurists, access to pools and golf, yoga, meditation and mental health services, and most importantly, they have the ability to attend each other's games. So when I read over this, it pretty much it brought me back to, you know, YBOA, AAU national days, honestly. Like when we used to go down to Florida, get a big house with your team, pretty much be down there for a week. You know, you got games, get to attend other teams' games um, that you may know down there. And then, you know, have those few days either after the tournament or that one specific day where it's free, you either go to Disney or Universal or wherever you go, you know, and just have fun. So it, it sounds pretty fun, it sounds pretty cool. At least they, you know, get to do more than just kind of be there and then have to, you know, just play basketball. Um, so able to, you know, have fun, relax a little bit. They're going to be in one, you know, secluded location. So that's good. And they'll have their families with them. So sounds, sounds pretty good. Sounds like they got a good deal going on. Um, there's only a, a few things, a few concerns. That's pretty funny about this situation though. Um, I remember reading a report with ping pong. They can't play doubles. There's only one to a table because of social distancing rules. And then also, supposedly they're supposed to have a player's hotline to where they can report if people aren't respecting the social distancing rules so basically just a, a snitch hotline hopefully as grown men one they're following the rules and following the guidelines there shouldn't be no need to snitch on each other two i hope i hope there isn't any player that's gonna be using it i think i saw some jokes about d'angelo russell maybe being one but his team hasn't been invited uh so I don't think that's in the cards but regardless hopefully i don't i don't think it's necessary hopefully it's not going to be used pretty funny though that that would be something that they include but you know whatever another crazy thing that's supposedly supposed to be happening um with the nba's return in order to continue to follow these social distancing rules they're going to be giving the players smart rings and social distancing alarms so with the smart rings of course this technology that they'll be wearing on their fingers it's supposedly able to predict COVID-19 symptoms up to three days in advance with 90% accuracy, and it measures their temperature, respiratory functions, heart rate, you know, almost sounds like, you know, Apple Watch, just smaller, of course. I believe, yes, it's probably, uh, you know, big technology and costs a lot, and it's something that they're using for the NBA players to keep them safe, but 
I would also think they would want to use this same technology for people that's actually out in the fields, you know, around the virus a lot more, a lot around people with the virus a lot more, um, to also keep them safe. Um, of course, they may not be big name act athletes and celebrities, but what they're doing matters too. And, you know, them putting their health and lives on the line, like nurses, like doctors, like, you know, essential workers. But like, they should have something that's similar as well. So we can keep them safe too. But, you know, that's just my take. That's just my opinion. But with the social distancing alarm, supposedly they're going to be wearing a small piece of technology. I don't know how big, where it's supposedly supposed to be, but uh, basically they're wearing it and it's supposedly supposed to make sure players aren't within six feet of each other. They get within six feet of each other for more than five seconds. It's going to go off again. Like I said before, like with the snitch hotline, if they have to do all this, um, I don't know, maybe just need to reconsider what they're doing in their return because it's a lot to try to keep up with and try to do just to make sure, you know, grown men are doing or following the rules. So I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I guess these are things that they felt were necessary in order to put in place to make sure that, you know, they're having a safe, safe return and keeping everybody, you know, healthy. Next thing I want to hit on is the NFL. Well, not NFL, just football as a whole. So there's been a lot of different players and organizations that have been affected by COVID. The most notable player, I would say, that um, I have figured out that has had it within the past week is Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys. There was some players um, and staff from Texas and Cowboys that both had it. Ezekiel Elliott information about it, I guess, leaked that he had it. And I think he was pretty upset about it. But also Clemson, they had 28 people, 23 being football players. Ohio State, I believe, had somewhere in the 20s as well. There were some Saints Superdome workers that also you know, came down with it and had it. Tampa Bay had a few, uh, I believe, players after some individual workouts, some private workouts. They had some as well. I don't believe either was Tom Brady or Gronk, but um, some of their players had it as well. I guess crossing over to baseball a little bit, Phillies players also had it. I think about eight of them. Um, you know, they're making their return. I think training camps in Florida and eight of them had it, uh, you know, contracted the virus. So they shut that whole thing down as well. So I don't know. It's a definitely a little alarming. A lot of different teams, a lot of different organizations, a lot of different people are getting it. But then again, I don't really know if it's due to, you know, just more testing or if they're actually, you know, like feeling sick and like, you know, really need to be helping like in the hospital and such so i don't know it's really you know kind of hard to believe and decipher what's true or not these these days in the news and the media and everything but you know it's just alarming as a whole i guess to see that so many different organizations are being affected especially ones that are supposedly supposed to be on track to make their return football college football nfl they said with their information there's i guess no delay there won't be any delay they're going to return when they're supposedly supposed to MLB just got approved to return, so they'll be, you know, starting up in a few weeks and, you know, to see all these different organizations come, you know, have people that have contracted the virus is, you know, a little alarming to see and even think will they even start on time or will they even be sports in general. My opinion, how I'm seeing it, well, at first it was the NBA that was supposed to make the return first. MLB just got approved. Um, I'll talk about that a little later. Um, they got approved and they'll be starting back up, I believe, July 24th, the first, um, like, it's official opening day. So if those two, you know, have success, I think overall, I think sports will make a return and then, you know, have a success or we'll just you know kind of see and play it by ear but if they're starting to have problems you know a lot of people you know start to contract the virus like what are they gonna do are they gonna shut it down they just gonna send those players home or those people in the organization home 
like what specifically are they going to do so i don't know it's just questions and concerns surrounding that but i believe if those two sports are able to make a return and a clean return then we should be you know, i guess good to see the rest of sports return and you know make its comeback another topic i wanted to hit on about the nfl is different players pledging to take a knee kyler murray baker mayfield and jj watt um jj watt in his situation i believe a fan was saying you'll never see him taking a knee or whatever and then you know, JJ, of course, saw it. He said, one, you don't know me, don't speak for me. And then two, letting him know, like, if you still think it's about, you know, disrespecting the flag or disrespecting the military, you obviously haven't been watching it. Listen, and for me, like, I'm glad people are, people like JJ Watt, whatever, are, you know, starting to realize and, you know, see, I guess mine is Drew Brees. I talked about him last week, but it's ignorant and just, I feel like a lot of people chose these different avenues and paths to make what Kaepernick did and you know, just make it their own narrative pretty much because from the beginning he always stated it was about the unjust African Americans are seeing in their communities and police brutality. Never once was it about the flag, about the military. He even went to a former soldier and asked the best way to honor the flag and still speak out about what he believed in. And you know people still decided to make it about whatever they wanted to make it about and you know give him hell for it. But let's say I'm glad some people are starting to I guess finally after six years look, look in the mirror and realize you know what this is all about especially what's been going on last few months not just you know the killing of george floyd brown and taylor Ahmaud arbor and all of them but what's been going on for the past 400 years and even what's been going on since all of that all the protests and riots have been happening there's been four probably more now but four african americans found lynched and hung and they all have been you know declared as suicides for one no african-american i don't think no african-american period is going to choose choose suicide by hanging it's just you know it's just baffling to 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 see but that's what people are fighting for that's what people are marching for change and you know justice system and our police system because it's just failing us and it continues to fail next one was baker mayfield i think his was on instagram um somebody said something to him and he said basically just saying like damn right i'm gonna take him basically just showing his support and then kyle murray also said something along the same lines like saying he doesn't he doesn't give a f like he's gonna take a knee as well so i know adrian peterson was like around the first one of the first people to say that he was gonna take a knee and i'm glad to see like a lot of you know a lot of different nfl players are and have been even since you know 2014 have been you know in agreement with kaepernick it's just of course at the time i feel like a lot of them were scared to you know speak out and, and, and do the same things that he was doing if you're like I said, being cut, being blackballed like he was, losing money, you know, all these different things that may affect them and their livelihoods and their family. But I think now, you know, six years later, I think, you know, they're a little bit more comfortable. Players are seeing they have a little bit more, you know, power um, and respect as well. And like their voices mean something. So I'm glad a lot of people are, you know, starting to speak out and, you know, show their solidarity with Kaepernick and everything it's something that's been needed and you know i think with their power and with their platform there's a lot that they can do and being silent is not an option last nfl news i got is dak uh signing the franchise tag we we'll playing under uh 31.31.4 million dollar tender for the season um supposedly they're still far away from contract negotiations i think he wants a four-year deal he wants up to 40 million i think uh jerry jones wants him at that 40 million the five-year deal um another thing is jerry jones silence is definitely telling we kind of already knew the type of person he was owner he is so should come as a surprise to nobody i know a lot of people keep trying to call him out and say say he needs to be saying something or speaking up but you you know who he was you've been knowing who he is
and you shouldn't expect anything more from him so that's my take on that anyway uh except still far from negotiation contract i don't i don't think i don't know 40 million dollars is a stretch for me to give Dak. but then again like i said i don't like the cowboys i hate the cowboys soak as much money as you can from them brother <laughs> soak as much as you can and he's african-american quarterback and definitely one of the better ones in the league so i mean i personally don't think he's worth 40 million i think that you need to meet somewhere between 35 36 if so but like i said get as much money as you can because you never know he has a career now it could be gone tomorrow he's also you know that franchise quarterback he, he's going to be the quarterback for them for the next few years. well if they're able to come to an agreement he's going to definitely be their, be their quarterback for years and years to come um and if not i think he definitely has other options other plans other places that would want him that will gladly welcome him. so they better get something you know done soon i think they have till july 5th to get a long-term deal done if not he'll play under that one year and this could be a cycle um a franchise tag after franchise tag or you know it could just be dead in the water and he might be traded he may demand a trade you never know next i want to move on to nascar uh everything that's been surrounding them in the news lately bubba wallace the lone african-american driver that uh drives for nascar uh, found a noose in his um i guess in his stall supposedly you know the fbi claimed believe, monday or whatever that it wasn't a noose, it was just an old rope. Um, I guess just, you know, to pull down the garage door. Um, they basically found like, it was no hate crime. Everything, you know, was good, like, good and jolly or whatever. Like, it, it, that it wasn't such that. Um, I saw a picture of it, you know, it does resemble a noose. I'm not, like, I'm not going to say whether it was or not. I wouldn't put it past putting it in there and it would, and it being a noose. But, you know, like I said, I guess NASCAR did their investigation, FBI did their investigation, and, you know, that it that it wasn't because like I I'm not I wouldn't be surprised just because of the notion the people that surround that sport um they just literally had to ban the confederate flag from being flown at NASCAR races so that just tells you all you need to know there but I'm happy to see that NASCAR and the people in the organizations uh definitely showed their support I don't know if it was fake love I don't know if it was because they actually believe in everything that's going on and you know want to make a change and help and be progressive in their sport but they you know show solidarity with them pictures they pushed his car up to the front of the you know of the field when they raced on monday so like i said nice things to see definitely coming from a, a sport that a lot of people kind of had their you know ideas and thoughts about you know it being more so of for a specific crowd not as progressive and as welcoming of others also nice to see that you know they've been in solidarity with their one african-american driver Versus the NFL, Roger Goodell, and all these other owners, you know, blackballing and getting, putting Kaepernick pretty much out of the league and not standing behind him and their 70% African-Americans that make up their sport. You know, another thing that's just telling of the NFL and Roger Goodell, a lot of them trying to come out now and support, you know, Kaepernick is saying that he should be on the team this year. But like, where was all this six years ago when he was making this stand? You know, it's, it's just a little obscene to me and just a little bit, just fake. Next, over to MLB, they finally got a deal struck. Um, Really, I don't even know if you consider it a deal struck by both sides, but basically they were going back and forth pretty much over money and games last few weeks. Couldn't come to an agreement past Monday, I believe. Still didn't come to an agreement. Players shot the 60-game proposal down, but Rob Manfred finally stepped in. I guess got a deal done with both sides. I, don't, I guess it was really over money. I know it was over of course, less games played, less money the players are able to bring in. But I think you know he was able to you know, figure out both sides, get them 
come together and finally, you know, push through the 60 game, 60 game approval. And they're set to, I guess, come back July 1st for training camp. July 24th is opening day. So I'm happy to see that baseball is back and they're able to try to make a return. Um, that is definitely one of my favorite times of the year, going to ballparks. I've been, you know, my dad, granddad, girlfriend, you know, summer nights, being able to, you know, watch the games. Uh, I'm a Mets fan, so pretty much when the Mets come in town, play the Braves, I'll go to those games. Just enjoy my time. They have a nice little ballpark they got, SunTrust, or whatever they call it now. I think you know, Truist, some ain't bought them out. But anyway, hopefully I'm able to see my Braves play. I don't, or not Braves, sorry. Hopefully I'm able to see my Mets play. I don't know if they're going to be allowing fans to come in or if they're going to be putting a limit on how many fans are able to come in the stadium or what. Hoping to see more information about that, but you know, baseball is back. Um, Astros are probably still going to cheat. Uh, hopefully, my Mets, you know, can make some type of run. I don't really know who's going to you know, win this year, especially after everything that's going on, everything coming to a halt. So, just glad to see that it's coming back and everybody's able to, you know, I guess come to a conclusion and agreement. And hopefully, they're able to try to do their part in pushing, you know, social social justice and Black Lives Matter movement and um, show their solidarity with the African American community as well. Lastly, I want to hit on the WNBA and make it, uh, I guess, known. Renee Montgomery of the Atlanta Dream decided to sit out this season because she wants to focus on social reform as well, um, making our community better, African American community better, and doing her part in everything. Um, so, shout out to her. She's not the only one, or isn't the first um, WNBA female to do this. Maya Moore, one of the more prominent players, and will probably go down as one of the you know, better basketball players as a whole um, as well, decided to do it two years ago when she sat out in order to focus on uh, a prisoner's case, Jonathan Irons, who she believes was wrongfully convicted uh, as well. So she's been you know, doing her part in the community and helping his case and, and others to you know, find justice and just reform the you know justice system and police system as a whole. So shout out to those two. Well, that's pretty much all the news for this week. Like I said, um, I'll definitely be on the schedule more next week. Expect uh, this sports review, sports and review come out on Mondays, and then whatever I have planned come out on Thursdays. Um, like I said, I'm holding myself more accountable. Definitely gonna try to put out more content, more uh, shows for you guys to listen to, and also make them a little bit shorter as well. Um, I know I got carried away with the last few them be an hour and a half or so so definitely gonna cut it down um you know get quick news in quick takes in and um like i said just get more content out there um i appreciate you guys for listening tuning in like i said there's definitely gonna be some more things coming up soon in the future uh, nfl banner series we're gonna have some family on my podcast gonna have some um, of my former teammates that play college ball and um looking to play professionally soon on as well so definitely excited about all that so Definitely subscribe, like, follow me on social media. Um, my Twitter is WTGMTM Podcast. I also have a Facebook page for the podcast and probably making an Instagram soon. Um, so, you know, just follow me on all of those. Everything will be in, in the description. And like I said, appreciate all the love and support. And see you guys next time. Peace.